In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, we'll get sued. No, we'll get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there, and welcome back to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole host of nerdy subjects on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and SoundCloud. My name is Toby, and today I am joined for his long overdue return, the man, the myth, and the all-round legend, Ian. I really wanted um, Finn Lizzie, the but again, we'll get sued. So. Well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we can't get messy uh, around cut that, like that. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> but it's good to have you back. How are you doing, my friend? I have returned from my pilgrimage. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm doing well. I have uh, come back and I've been listening away as well. Great episodes. Thank um, you very much. I very much enjoyed listening to the Batman animated film one. That was great. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. We um, enjoyed watching them. I hope you've been watching along with us. I have, actually. Yeah, oh, nice. I have. And, you know, the Dark Knight... You have we have released the one on the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, part one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One. I didn't know if that one was up yet because, but <laughs> I was like, have I listened to something in my dreams that they did? I was like, did I have a fever dream about? <laughs> I mean, listening to us all is is just it's a dream, a, yeah, it? it's always a bit a bit uh, hallucinogenic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think Dark Knight Returns, the animated film, is great. I think it's really, really good, and I think. I think it catches the comic really well. And uh, as I say, it's before Frank Miller went a bit. I mean, that's again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've done the Frank Miller dance before. Yeah, right. yeah. Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> well, then. We've got something to look forward to in part two. Um, so, chit chat achieved. 
<laughs> so on today's podcast, in light of it being May and May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th and all things sturdy for uh, sturdy Star Wars. Is that, is for that Revenge of the 5th? It is Revenge of the 5th. And I've I never heard guess of you can kind of, Oh no, you've got to put, and you could kind of push Revenge of the Sith. I think past that. <laughs> you can kind of push the whole month. Think of just something for every single one of them. You can do oh, it. Yeah, of course, of course. But in light of it being May and all things Star Wars, May is also the anniversary, the 40th anniversary this year of Return of the Jedi. So what we're Ooh. deciding to do today <laughs> is doing a, <laughs> is do a retrospective review of Return of the Jedi. Love it. Uh, for its 40th anniversary of the OG. So um, we'll start off with a, a little sort of initial thoughts and our first feelings of Star Wars, and then we'll go for a little bit of a critical review. I know you've got a few <laughs> interesting topics to go over your opinions. But um, so if you go... <laughs> I love the way already your pre- opinions, Ian. I'm preparing myself. Well, everyone kind of knows my Star Wars opinion. But um, have you got any sort of first memories of Return of the Jedi, uh, sort of when you first watched it, anything yeah. sort of... I do actually. I remember. I remember very well actually. Ooh, okay. Um, t- that my dad had. Do you know the golden VHS of yes, Star Wars? Yes, I yeah. had the golden and the silver because oh. I am just that extra. <laughs> he had the golden VHS of Star Wars, and I remember watching all three of them. Yeah, and I actually think Star Wars is my earliest film memory. Yes, I remember yep. watching that on t- my dad's huge tv do you remember those tvs at the they were just block? giant blocks weren't they yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> forget tetris you could just do it with the tv <laughs> um and i remember just watching on that and i think the memory that re- it sticks out the most weirdly is one of the most mundane scenes in, oh, yeah in return of jedi which is when luke and darth Vader are together on uh the planet moon of uh, endor mundane right. no 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 oh. hear me out hear me out there's, just, there's a bit where they just stood together and it's like silent yeah and it's in my brain i remember being like oh this is great but now i'm looking back on it it's one of them should have been like yeah it's kind of awkward this isn't it <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's just... well that's that's a nice little snippet for later of your critiques of return of the Jedi. It's, not it's just i remember for, i don't remember the lightsaber duel scene as a kid oh, which man. is one of the most iconic ones and yep. it's like such a great scene i don't remember the it's a trap which again iconic i mean I just, this movie mean i just bait. yeah it is it is really but I, I just and i don't remember the ewoks either as a kid i just <gasps> remember this random bit where they're just it's when he first gets to uh, when he's handed himself in to be prisoner, yeah, and he's like, the guy's like, oh, this guy's handed himself in, but I don't think he's telling the full truth. And then his staff aide is just stood there going, yeah, I remember this guy. I chopped off his hand. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, that's, that's good. Classic times. We have very different memories of this same scene, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll go into later. <laughs> I remember that very well. But then, obviously, in subsequent like years, and as growing up, I've watched the trilogy again and again, yeah. and and unfortunately, the uh, actually that's a question. Are we talking about the bloody George Lucas editing or the original original? We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. But I, it was just I remember of, just your first memories and initial yeah. sort of thoughts and reactions to it. And I yeah, I remember watching it as I grew up, and it is you know the chapter end of the original trilogy, which I think is the best trilogy. I think everybody does. Yeah, I hope everybody does. Hundred <laughs> percent. And. Um, yeah, I won't go too much into the critique of it or anything because I don't want to spoil too much. So it's gonna come. But um, <laughs> I, I no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. it's a good end to a good, a great trilogy. You know, that's nice. Before we well, get into it, 
<laughs> we'll start oh. the, the, the friendliness now and then it gets to the who's gonna the, say the we're... now towards the end <laughs> just becomes um. a slugfest well i mean my my first sort of return of the jedi memory is i mean i i my parents had all the Star Wars uh, videos recorded off TV to start with before they had the special editions because that was sort of somewhere in the 90s where those gold ones and silver ones came out because they I think the gold ones were the special editions and the silvers were the original takes. Um, but my, my, my earliest memory of Star Wars is it was the only Star Wars I could ever watch because my mum always had this arrangement that, yes, you can watch a film, but you have to agree with your sister. Oh, and I thought you were going to say because Empire is too scary. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you can watch a film, but you you have to agree. And I always wanted to watch Star Wars. You know, it was, yeah. it was always a Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the compromise was that it had to be something that my sister agreed with. So the only one I could ever get her to routinely watch was Return of the Jedi's because I'd say, Bryony, do you want to watch a Star Wars film? And she said, Yes, the one with the teddy bears. Uh... So. Okay. I have a both love okay. and hate relationship with the Ewoks because well, it was the only Star. I don't think you're the only person. <laughs> was the only Star Wars film I could watch routinely and regularly. So it's probably the film I've watched the most of all of the trilogy. Okay. okay. Um, but I, I mean, Return of the Jedi I still have huge fond memories, mm-hmm. and I think as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I kind of go in with uh, an emotional bias when it comes to Star Wars because these yeah. are the films that spearheaded me into being the big nerd that i am today i'm expecting us to fall out by the end of this <laughs> not, not, not because i have anything awful to say but just because of your defense mechanism you'll find this is fully armed and operational a criticism of star wars get off here get off. i'll never hear of it yes but um <laughs> well i guess to start off with that let's do a little synopsis of return of the jedi so mm. it's set one year after the, the events of Empire Strikes Back. So we pick up with Luke Skywalker and our favorite bands of rebels trying to save Han Solo from the evil clutches of the vile Jabba the Hutt. I really want to do the music as the gold letters are going. in <laughs> <laughs> you, you cretin. As the, the text rise, the gold is yes, scroll, yeah. scrolling in. Um, I'd love you to just be doing the audio for the I should have just read that, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> should have just read the crawl. But then we'd be here for an hour because I'd, I'd have all the That's inaccuracies. Um, yeah, so you're going to go save Jabba. I'm going to do the summary version now. Uh, save uh, Han Solo from Jabba. And all the while, the evil emperor has appeared from his Coruscant cave <laughs> and has come to uh, retroactively build the... Or, push the the empire into the second death star mm. and uh yeah the, the 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 saving of darth vader the epic conclusion to the saga of originally just three films which had now turned into nine mm. can we believe it and all the auxiliary star wars films and everything like that so mm. how crazy it's been in 40 years mm. um so yeah so initial thoughts on return of the jedi let's let's do the deep dive this now it. this is it this is the moment like when you so just to, again a look behind i feel like whenever i'm on this i let the listeners know a lot you, too you much gotta peel back that curtain yeah so toby earlier sent me like a list of like oh you know like a vague plan i guess of what we're talking about a synopsis your notes sort of thing and i looked at it and there was a there was a particular bit which let me just <laughs> is just... it least favorite part no 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 there's oh, another okay. bit which i was like that's really funny um let me get it up which was um 
this is great radio this is great podcast i was gonna say chris we can cut this at any point yeah yeah cut there it's got that uh least favorite part nothing really (laughs) (laughs) well i i have bits to talk about but i wasn't gonna summarize it all on there (laughs) and i was like we have a very different vibe for this film. <laughs> well, I remember your response was, we've got <laughs> different opinions here. So I think it's broadly like a good film. But yeah. like I'd say if I, our ratings of films have so many different ways of rating it. But I'd say it's like a C plus. Like it's when you we're, we're throwing in the alphabet grading system now. <laughs> like you've got Empire Strikes Back. And yeah. A New Hope, which I think are both A's to A star. They're both yeah. really good films. Yeah. And then I think Return of the Jedi just kind of like dips a lot in terms of like, I feel like it's the one that's most aimed for children, which is why it's interesting that you say it's the one that you compromise with because of the Ewoks. Yeah. And I also think it's the one that's like got the most sort of like exposition in it it's like it it takes a lot once we get to the space battle at the end which is what we all were waiting for it's great yeah but it takes so long to get there it takes so long and like there's good stuff in there i'm not saying it's bad that's why it's a c plus but there's a lot of other stuff that i'm like i could totally it's two hours as well (laughs) i'm like you could definitely have cut this to be like a good hour and a half like like a tight hour and a half yeah, well, I mean, when I when I initially oh, I thought you were about to be like you're banished. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the back of the mind. I'm doing this for radio. Um, <laughs> Second, being, obje- being objective. Second, the-, the podcast comes off. I hate you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I'll channel my Christian. We're done professionally. <laughs> um, well, I've always seen Return of the Jedi as is kind of two films put together. Mm. You've got the opening with. Jabba's palace yep. and the the rancor, mm-hmm. the saving of Han Solo, and then mm-hmm. sort of the culmination of that story or the conclusion of that story is mm-hmm. the Sarlacc pit, the fight yep. in Tatooine, and then the saving and moving on from uh, from Tatooine and the killing and destroying of Jabba and his sail barge. Yes. And then after that, you've then got the second movie, which is more sort of the rebel espionage into the taking down the Death Star and mm-hmm. sort of take deactivating the shield generator. And then all the while that sort of main plot point is going on, you've got the internet, uh, internal sort of emotional struggle between father and son with Luke and Vader. And then the Emperor is sort of the, the overall bad guy. And I feel like you've got those two, because they've kind of got two central villains Mm. the pickup of the movie and at the end of the movie mm. yes the emperor sort of introduced earlier on mm-hmm. um or at least alluded to with darth vader because the opening to this is probably one of my favorites of the trilogy with darth vader arriving on the the shuttle from mm. the death star yeah, that into is good. the, that sort is of the construction because i think yeah. the cinematography in this one was brilliant and i feel like they kind of emptied the kitchen sink on all the the effects with this one yeah and they used a lot of paintings as well which is yeah i mean they've done that throughout really good i mean the map paintings are great and i've always thought return of the jedi is just unabashedly star wars Mm. because empire strikes back kind of takes the first a new hopes storyline makes it a little bit more mature a little darker it's definitely the best one 
exactly. It is personally my favorite, but the it is the best one. But it, it it takes those themes and makes them darker, and it adds a little bit more maturity to it. Bad guys win, you know. Well, exactly. And they're in Return of the Jedi. I feel like it takes everything from A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back that we've taken on, and it dials up to 11. So instead of the cantina scene, which is a short, short section, they make a whole first half of it with Jabba's palace right. and then the sail yeah, barge, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is just a plethora of puppetry, yeah, animatronics. Just, obviously just, in the original. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, in the original, and they, they go well, crazy no, with the, no, no, the CGI no, singing no. crew. The seat, like the puppetry in the original, is like Jabba, for example, is just insane. Like well, that's like five people. It's controlling so Jabba crazy that. when you think about it. Like yeah. they they made something like that and made it actually work and look yeah. living. You know, um, the CGI like band is one. I we can't obviously swear on this one because we're we're on uh, UK film, but it's like actual. It's all. It's I. I it's so. <laughs> you bad. can't think of something to say that's not a swear word. Yeah, when it comes to your yeah. criticism. It's like, yeah, it's awful. It's so yeah. bad. Like, why? It's. I think that weirdly is also like you know you're talking about return being an, the antithesis, I guess, of you know Star Warsism dialed yeah. up. Yeah, that is also like everything wrong with George Lucas. Like, yeah, just that scene is everything that's wrong to come in um the 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 prequel trilogy yeah it's just everything that's wrong well i, I want to touch on bleh. the <laughs> well i, I want to touch on the special editions sort of towards the end in okay. terms, okay, of, well, how, in, in terms of our negative reactions to that because I've, I've got yeah. a few bits that i'm i'm also quite criti- critical of particularly <laughs> with the disney plus version um mm, okay 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 let's hold that let's hold that but i i will say with jubba's palace so yeah it's great it's really good in terms of the cinematography and the animatronics the rancor is amazing yeah um but it's real dumb it's really stupid <laughs> <laughs> what the rancor is or the movie no the movie the movie oh. uh, I'll, I was I'll... Gonna say the rancor was a beast what were you expecting <laughs> leave him alone um no like the plan the plan is really stupid like it's fun it's a fun time but this is why i'm like it feels more kiddie like luke skywalker is a total badass in this film like his first introduction on the screen is him like choking those gamorian guards yeah and that's awesome it's like oh god maybe he's gone a bit a a little bit too sinister there maybe it's you know but like his plan is like i'm gonna send r2 and c3po in to barter with jabba to then get captured by jabba but it's okay because i wanted that to happen lando's already in there somehow cool then he sends Leia in dressed as a bounty hunter who then has a thermal de- detonator who's like, I'm going to blow up this place if you don't give me what I want. Which if I was Jabba the Hutt, I'd be like, all right then, cool. You're dead too. <laughs> Into the pit you go. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets captured after we find out it is Leia. Good reunion with Han, who's blind and has been released from his like metal seal. And then Luke strolls in as if this was like, yeah, I'm I meant to do this the whole time. He tries to pull a blaster, then he falls into the Rancor pit. And then it's all like, almost like he knew Jabba was going to take him to the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And like they all nod as if like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. And I was like, what? Like, how? How what? How do you know that was going to... Also, what if Jabba was just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm just, I'm just going to kill you now. I don't really care. Like... <laughs> 
I've I've got other stuff to do today. You know, I'm a busy guy. I'm a big slug man. I've got stuff to do. Well, he's know? a crime lord. He's a crime lord. And as we've as we've realized from the book of Boba Fett, it clearly is not an easy job. No, no, it's not. No, be, clearly. Being and a, look, being and a daimyo is, is no time. easy feat. He suddenly has time to go out to the Sarlacc pit to do a ritual killing. Like, well, he's got an audience to entertain, and they just killed his <laughs> rancor. So, what else has he got? He's got a big a pit gun? cocoon. <laughs> like, well, that's not very showmanshipy, and he's a crime lord, a big slug crime lord. <laughs> he's, just, he's got to entertain Salacious Crumb and Bib Fortuna and Boba. I mean, he's got Boba Fett there. He's got to impress. Oh, him. don't get me started, with Boba Fett. In this. <laughs> like. What a I mean, again I can't swear, but what a terrible way to die. Like this I mean, is a cool that way takes, to die. That takes <laughs> all the hype of, of the character and the mystique of Boba Fett and oh, just completely derails him. But so I, I agree with you. Like Luke Skywalker in this one, I feel that his character and the relationship with Darth Vader yes. and the, the Emperor, those those three that are kind of the it, it pushes the, this film along. Yeah, like, they're they're the central theme. Yes. And I feel like yeah. all the other characters kind of get put by the wayside in favor of this but i guess in terms of the the overarching story particularly in terms of how george lucas long term pushes this down the line mm. it mm. makes sense because even character like han solo becomes the antithesis of his sort of comedic aspects he becomes yeah. far more comedic in this and the the sort of fiery temper of um princess leia becomes somewhat diminished of like in in favor of being a lovesick um han solo fan you know she softens a lot more in this one you know she she's more maternal with wicket the ewok Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) i am mother to this bear god you are such a nerd man (laughs) (laughs) wicket the ewok who bloody knows that me it's warwick davis and it's wicket the ewok and i know tebow and i know many others and i'm not going to go into that because yes i am that nerdy but my point remains (laughs) (laughs) i feel yeah this is not a unbiased podcast i feel um yeah leia is quite softened c3po and r2d2 have a little bit more to do and chewbacca again he kind of just he goes for the ride but luke skywalker is sort of the the through line with this yeah yeah i agree with that and but and i also agree but he's very reactionary his plans I, I think I mean, it's sort of, it doesn't make sense. Well, it no, it doesn't. But it's it's very reactionary. I think in that set, I don't necessarily think he knew that he was going to the, car, the pit of Carcoon, the Sarlacc pit. You know, I think <laughs> which I've got them all. I've got them all. Jesus Christ! I feel that it was more along the lines that he he was prepared for anything, and it was a very reactionary plan. We'll get us all into the building. That's the first step. Then Everything else is kind of just a. Well, yeah, but at any so point he could have know. popped it out and sent it to Luke. I think just at that moment, it was like, well, we've kind of got to do this now. Well, it doesn't look as cool when you bounce off a springboard and you've already got it in your pocket. I just, I just. It I gave R2-D2 like, something to do. I feel He like was the inside man. Every time he was whistling, I felt him just being, I'm in. <laughs> I totally agree with you that I think all of the other characters are kind of a bit sidelined. I think. The performances aren't as good as well in this one as they were in the last two. I think that's not their fault either. I think actually the director in this one is far more preoccupied with the big sequences because yeah. they do look great, like the yeah. big sequences. But there's Richard very Marquand. yeah, there's very odd like performances from Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in particular. Their line delivery is almost like quite weird, but it's 
like it's fine like i'm not i'm not expecting shakespeare when i go to star wars but like it's the first two i think had really great performances yeah and particularly empire strikes back but i will say you know um oh my god my mind's gone blank what's his face who plays luke skywalker mark hamill thank you mark hamill uh is great doing yeah. a really good time he's doing and that's why i feel like the focus was probably on making sure his performance his scenes and his story was done as well as they could yeah. which is kind of sidelined some of the other stuff but to loop back just briefly to to jabba and i guess we can pro- proceed but there's just like it's just i get what you're saying you know it looks cool but i feel like some of it is like kids buy these toys you know like rather than this is what would be the best story to tell like the barge going out there the the whole scene get you know uh tatooine lando get tatooine leia get and it rather than being like this is the the but because empire and and return and a new hope kind of feel more like a good narrative progression whereas the storyline in jabba's palace although it's the good action it kind of is just it's just weird it's just done in a really weird way like it's it's very trilogy tropey because you know yeah. part, part a big thing with trilogies and particularly the, the the final movies in the trilogy is trying to bring it back to the beginning and yeah and they end up back in tatooine well, exactly yeah, and it's, it, it's never more evident and it's something that the the franchise on the whole has had a very difficult time to move on from yeah which is retreading the past you know it it doubles down so it <laughs> Sorry, rather I'm just than... speaking of who are you ray ray who <laughs> ray skywalker well, i didn't I know we had to be so specific to my social pin number as well yeah yeah I, well i love the idea that the woman's like who the hell is that i don't know who that is. that's what are you talking about <laughs> But but it is, and it it, it it they go back to Tatooine, and the yeah, big threat yeah. again is a bigger, badder Death Star. But this time, it's unfinished, and the well, Emperor's here himself. As well, I don't like. See this this right. If we're progressing away from from Jabba's palace, it's it. Uh, it's, it yeah. So we we move on from uh, Jabba's palace. It's they, it's they, got they, some they, good stuff. Yeah, but I think Luke like, Skywalker goes off to. Dagobah again, yeah. and then Han and the rest of the rebels go Sounds to. Like <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that bit. I just kind of because there's it literally goes in my head because there's so much that happens in this film that I just think is so irrelevant. In my head, it goes, and I watched this the other day as well. And my brain still does this. It goes Jabba's palace, then immediately we're on Endor. Like that's my brain. Oh no, there's a huge bit in the there's middle. There's so much in the middle of boring stuff. <laughs> there's so much boring exposition. Like I should I shouldn't have hosted this. I should have been fighting you. <laughs> well, we can fight, but like I, I, what I mean is like so. Dagobah, we go back to Yoda. Great, yeah. I love Yoda. That's so good. Like and all of Yoda, and then him passing away and like evaporating into dust. You know that that's great. That's what happened, right? He evaporates into dust. He becomes uh, less the dust. He just vanishes. <laughs> becomes dust. He... <laughs> Luke's just like. <coughs> I've got some Yoda in my mouth. (laughs) But yeah, he joins the Force. He becomes one with the Force. And that's a great scene. But then we have Alec Alec Guinness come back as Ghost Obi Wan to do some more exposition dump. Yeah, why did we do that? Well, I think it's it's, it's getting Alec Guinness back for one. Plus, I guess it kind of challenges Obi Wan on the lie. Yeah, because I I guess without that, it'd have been like, well, okay, what about whatever Obi Wan said in A New Hope about Darth Vader 
betraying and murdering your father. Well, he and, murdered him in a way, Luke. And I was just being facetious. It's a, and then we get the the poignant. It's a certain you. point of view. Oh yeah, that what is that line from us? From a certain, certain point, point of view. Great delivery, but yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that this one as well, Return of the Jedi, is very much where retroactive um, retconning yes. just becomes more prevalent within the saga because. Yeah. You got a new hope, which sets the tone and the big a, elephant a, creates the, the law, and then Empire Strikes Back continues that, moves the story on, yes. and then Return of the Jedi tries to bring it all together and then add some new revelations. Like, and the most poignant ones being obviously confirming that Vader is in fact Luke Skywalker's yep. father, but then also What's he has a, with him. no <laughs> no psych, but it's also that. Uh, Princess Leia is in fact his twin sister. Yeah, that's the elephant in the room. It's exactly. a weird, it's a weird one, isn't it? And it's, you know, now <laughs> it's weird. Well, now it's it's such a ingrained part of the canon. You just don't think about it. But at the time, that must have been so hard <laughs> to just get your head around. Yeah, because also moving forward, when you think about the prequels. Yeah, some of that section, particularly where Luke conf- or not confronts, but discusses this with Leia, and they sort of reconcile that. Yeah, yeah, she also understands that their family as well, and he says to her, "Like, what was your first memories of your mother?" <laughs> I thought you were going to say he says to her, "Why did you make out?" <laughs> what? Do you remember that you... kiss? That wasn't okay. Why? Did... Why did you... <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, and Obi Wan, why didn't you stop that? You know, if you could be a ghost, about don't kiss your don't sister. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't kiss your sister. Put Shut your up, hand, everyone. Hand in between their faces. <laughs> don't do that. Stop, don't do that. But who? Don't do that. <laughs> but but then she she goes on about how yeah oh yeah I remember my mother she seems sad but that couldn't have been her mother from older on no so it also it Padme kind of died, yeah and it, it couldn't have been Padme because they'd just been newborns and yeah. I don't know w- what you can do with the force, but I don't know if it allows you to be or have total recall from your birth. So, yeah, I mean, and she would have been very sad because she was actively dying. <laughs> so yeah, that does make you sad. Yeah. yeah that's but, uh, bum me out a little bit. So yeah. I, I, that, that, that one's a bit difficult to swallow, but I guess, you know, in, in hindsight, you, you, you kind of le- learn to live with it because it's think- not as bad as what comes after. Return yeah. Yeah. Well, true. But I think it's like, again, it's sort of that retconning thing. It, it, Return of the Jedi, although I do enjoy it, it does feel more of the like, not messy in a bad way, but like maybe not fully fought through. Yeah. And then, you know, that is doubled down in the prequels because as you just highlighted, there's massive contradictions. There's a lot of issues that make it not well connecting to the yeah. originals. Um, well, so, this yeah. is where I kind of think that Return of the Jedi is almost multiple movies in one. Yeah, and I, I I feel like almost you could have fit an episode four. Like the Jabbers thing could have been three, yes. and then a four could have been the 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 Endor Death yes. Star. Yes, section. I agree with that, and it would give more time because again, sidelining other characters is an issue. We've jumped a huge bit, so I imagine we will jump back. But yeah, with Leia talking to Luke because it is very closely linked to Luke finding out that Leia is his sister. That's all true. Um, Leia just like doesn't even address the fact that Darth Vader's her dad, like no. which is like a huge thing. Like that's a massive revelation. And so, yeah. Oh, you mean the dude that tortured me? 
and tortured blew up my you, planet. blew up your planet, killed yeah, that, your that's like, not a cool dude. Yeah, and it's like that. It's weird because Leia is like an, an integral character to the Star Wars mythos, but yeah, I just feel she didn't get and a made fair more important this. with this revelation. Yeah, so to, to to kind of dismiss that because mm, it's it, weird. It, it, yeah, and it it kind of brings back to what we were saying about how the rest of the characters, whilst had important moments, they were far more sidelined in this than they ever were Big in time. the previous films. Which is a shame because that revelation is it's huge. Huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's like world shattering. The guy who you've been fighting for, for for God knows how long as the Rebel Alliance and the leader of the Rebel yeah. Alliance, or one of them, is actually your father and has done despicable things. Yeah. Because she like, was in the fight far longer than Luke was. Yeah, way longer. And she's just like, oh, you know, I kind of always do. And it's like, then why did we make out? Why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so going so going back, back a little Luke bit. Back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. after Dagobah, you know, the revelations come, Yoda passes. We we come back to the rebel meeting room. And More exposition. Exactly. And the exposition <laughs> dump delivered I'm by Mon Mothma. This film is so much exposition. And many Bothans died to give us this information for the second Death Star. Which so is they weird. Because hatch... again, yeah. what is a Bothan? What is a Bothan? And two, uh, Rogue One, or Brogue One, as I like to call it, um, doesn't have Bothans in it. And that is how we get the information. Unless they're all Bothans, and that's just her slang for the people in Rogue One. Classic. Well, no, because that, that's that's the New Hope, isn't it? Rogue One is a New Hope prequel. Oh, is that New One prequel? Well, there you go. Look at me yeah. showing how much not of a nerd I am. I thought that was them. I thought no, that was the same people. No, no, no. Ah. That's, that's why Princess Leia at the end of it is in her New Hope Oh yeah, white gown. Looking weird. Yeah, yeah looking strange. See. So... Let me get this straight. Don't worry, me. I will shepherd you through Thank your you. Star Wars. Journey. Thank you very much. Thank you, I'm my shepherd. All things I Star Wars shall not want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, with the we've many Bothans have died getting us this information. So the Empire's plan is to build a bigger thing of the thing that just got blown up, but with the the same problem. Well, it's, it's a slightly different problem, and they a have. Problem. Well, the, the other addition is that the whole reason that they go out and set out on this mission uh-huh. is that not only do they have the second Death Star, but this time what they need to do is it's a twofold plan because they can't just push the kill switch button that they had before because like they've I'm got in it in that meeting. I feel like I'm in the meeting. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm here, ready with my clipboard of Star Wars details. But often it's, it's died to bring us this information. <laughs> I am the Bothan, and I'm ready to die for. <laughs> but there it's deactivating the shield generator you know that's that's the plan of Han and his crew <laughs> i like how you go that's the new thing ian come that's on that's the man. new th- well yes the new MacGuffin. it's it's how they split the heroes you've got your land and space battles and then the internal emotional struggle with luke and vader yeah c- cool and the emperor totally fine but could we have done that without a second death star could have done but I just we think didn't, it's and we're weird. here it's just, yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here now. There so is a second up. Up. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. I mean, and then it, it, it further adds to the <laughs> insult when you get to Force Awakens and the third one. Say, an even bigger one. Yeah. It's, it's a planet size, or an even bigger planet sized one. It's like, what? Yeah, it, it, I Maybe mean, the Star Empire Wars... just really loves big space stations. They're just yeah. really into that. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a fair. I mean, maybe the emperor is compensating for something with having so you know giant what? big space balls and <laughs> <laughs> planetary destroying equipment. And I mean, those star destroyers, what do they look like? Exactly. Just, just flying flying Doritos. That's, yeah. that's, that's what they remind me of. Nom, 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 nom. Um, yeah, no, okay. Like, it's not awful, but I just think, again, it just doesn't. I don't know. It, it doesn't it, live up to the previous yeah, two. Yeah. I think what carries this film a lot, and again, it's future talking. We're going to be talking about this in a bit. Yeah. But that last sequence really makes up for a lot of this film. Yes. The last sequence of this film is really... It's like A-star stuff again. The third the third act it's is... so good. It's superb. And that's that's sort of the the best bits I want to sort of gel into in a minute, but we've got to get there. We've got to get there. <laughs> but all of this stuff before, I'm like... Oh, the, the next part that we've got to get through is the glorious Ewok introduction. <laughs> we get Han Solo and his crew. Do we like this film? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. But I, I'm, I'm channeling... I'm just matching your energy, Ian. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so you get Lan- Lando and his crew, Neom Nub, they're off... With the Millennium Falcon, they're going to lead Admiral Akbar and crew against the the Death Star, whilst mm. Han Solo, Leia, Chewbacca, R two D two, and C three PO and their merry little band go to mm-hmm. take down the shield generator on the planet moon of Endor. Yep. yep and yep, 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 yep. on that little journey, you have one of the most epic bike scenes put to cinema. I yep. thought that's the Endor uh, speeder bike is awesome. It's good. It's definitely good. Um, I think. Oh man, you're gonna hate me so much. I think um, it is a bit dated now in terms of what it looks like. Um, I think, even in comparison to say Empire, I think it doesn't look. Uh, even in comparison to some of the stuff in this film, the seat, the the special effects, I don't think look as good. But it's still great. Like especially in comparison to comparison to some of the things that are coming out now like it still is really good and it's very well done and like it has a lot of tension i'm sorry i'm really sorry it's okay my silence is um... yeah your silence i was like he's not happy. <laughs> it's the first no, it's, time you've it's, gone. it's all good it's like all good. it's i won't challenge you on that very but it, good but i think it is starting to show its age a bit but god it's 40 years old so, so do, i was gonna say so do the, the saga on a whole you know yeah, it's it, 40 it, years old yeah you know? And it's, I think we'd be happier if George Lucas had retouched it up for, with good stuff rather than the nimmer, 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 in the like. <laughs> you you just, notice how I've deliberately avoided that yeah. <laughs> topic of conversation entirely. We don't. Yeah. We don't need to talk about the 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 singing dance choreography that they added in Jabba's palace just but unnecessarily. If they had touched that up and made that look better, it would still look great because it probably looked great when it came out. So it's unfair criticism. I'm I not mean, being, it's it's yeah. still for me personally. But it then again, as I've said, a lot of this is completely bias opinion because I love all things Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I I am part of the problem that you have being exhausted by Star Wars fanboys. Um, mm-hmm. I hold my hands up very high and claim that I am a skewed vision when it comes to star wars i i put a a blinker over it okay. purely on nostalgia particularly with the og i'm more critical of everything that comes after mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh I, i've always been hugely then passionate to the speed is, of chase it's fantastic and i love it oh well there we go we can just end the podcast here yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time everyone um but yeah i i, I think that that leads into mm-hmm. leia uh introducing yeah. herself to little ewok wicket 
and then uh, yeah. finding the rest of the Ewok tribe. And it, this is where the the real 80s fantasy mm-hmm. sort of it kind of got the more Robin Hood vibes with the the crew, the merry band in the woods with the 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 merry men and the little woodland bears. And I I, I always feel that we're kind of robbed because when you think back to what some of the behind the scenes conversations were was that originally the the planet moon of endor was supposed to be the home planet of it, the wookies yeah which would have been awesome and how different that story would have been yeah. with the sort of more tribal violent wookies taking on the empire me. than the the, the little teddy bears yeah i'd be down for that that would be so yeah. something i'd be into watching but like. george lucas is a very good marketing businessman and he knows that teddy bears are far more marketable than a fair few chew chewbackers and, well uh, i do think like this this the ewoks this okay we've had 38 minutes here of like contention you know me being very miserable you know i'm great i'm back i'm back baby um, but like this is probably the prime example of what i'm talking about that it feels like the first film that's more aimed for children because like the first two obviously is this really amazing unique world uh that they've created that now has like not just affected star wars films but basically sci-fi you know so many films want to recapture that like new hope feeling you know yeah. uh, guardians of the galaxy another podcast that we'll be having out in a yes. few weeks time will also well it follows that style they were trying to recapture that sort of feeling Lightning in a bottle so, yeah and a new hope and empire i don't think are strictly meant for children you know there's nothing inherently about those films that i'm like that's for kids you know, like it's now subsequently become like this because of the toy ranges, the the mass creation of like, you know, you've got to collect the ATAT or the variant of the ATAT or what, you know, all of that stuff. But yeah, initially, I don't think these films were like we're going to market the SHIT out of this and make as much money as we can. Um, I don't know. I feel like George Lucas did have an idea. To how, just to, to market the toy, the toy lines came out roughly because he had a, a Kenner toy line uh-huh. with all the the Star Wars toys very early on, if not in time with the release of the film. I think okay. George Lucas was very aware of the franchise ability, and I think that continued. But to add to your point, I do think that one of the biggest issues with this movie mm. is the conflict within themes. You've got the very very kiddie mm. Ewoks, yes. But then you've also got the very, very dark Emperor Palpatine yeah, and the really exactly, dark emotional yeah, through like, line with Luke and Vader. And you think where we left off with Empire. And they very much juxtapose yeah. in terms of the tone of the film. And we because, leave off with yeah. Empire. You have Luke having his arm chopped off, his hand chopped off. Yeah, The revelation of his, his dad is this Sith Lord. It's really dark. It's it like that is pretty dark. I wouldn't say kids yeah. let's watch this film where your main character gets his hand chopped off. It's gonna be great. Whereas like this one, there's it feels like the Ewoks are the most like blatant that we're gonna sell this to kids. Yeah. This is gonna be because if it was the um Wookiees, it would have felt like because they do that in the um Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. So clearly there's some marketing there. I still think they could have marketed it, but it would have felt more like uh, an, like the other three. I think this is the most explicit thing that I think is detriment to the film. Like the most like the other things we just listed is me being my usual like positive pernickety self about films. 
I think if you're into all of the stuff that I listed, then it's fine. I don't think it's going to break your immersion. Yeah. Like Luke's plan in Jabba's palace being a bit stupid. Like that's fine. It's Star Wars. Nobody's really. But this is the first thing I'm like, oh, oh this is, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm I'm very much inclined to agree with the, the decision of having the Ewoks. You know, retrospectively, I, I do enjoy it now from sort of a nostalgic point of view. I do still feel that it kind of, it very much juxtaposes with the the central themes of the film. Yes. And it stands very blatant and singled out amongst, because mm. even Jabba's palace, that was quite dark, gritty and seedy. Yeah, it was. It was. With, with, with comedic sort of bits and pieces put in there, you know, like Salacious Crumb repelling I mean, through Bio's eye. Jabba but, gets choked to death. Exactly. Like, pretty you, intense. Like, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of tonally dark see, um, scenes and themes throughout yeah. the whole film. And then you've got these cuddly little teddy bears that yeah. initially sort of take you out. And I think as a kid, when I watched this for the first time, even sort of at my age, which I was very young, I wasn't as keen on them. Yeah. And I think just over time it's it's just become well that's that's just part of Star Wars. Yeah. It would have um, been great if when the empire turned and this is going to sound really dark but this is kind of the point. When the empire turned up to fight the Ewoks instead of the Ewoks having like a good chance against them if they were just getting butchered. If they were just getting <laughs> mashed up like people just getting absolutely butchered left right and center and like Leia being like, this was such a bad idea. Why did we do this? These are just giant teddy bears. Like they're getting shot up out here. Like that would have been way more like well, there are there are scenes like that, but it, it never hits as hard. No, like there's a bit where there's that little bear poking his dead bear <laughs> friend, which I'm I more find a bit amusing if I'm honest. It's like him poking it. <laughs> being like, evil man. Evil <laughs> but, man. That made me sad as a child. No, a, I'm joking. It did make died. me sad too. It did make me sad. But like I would have like it's the way them fighting the AT-80s or ATSTs, which one? ATSTs, yeah, ATSTs, yeah. and then them throwing stones at guys with helmets on, which are meant to protect them from said stones, and those yeah, guys just yeah. collapsing. I'm not saying fine. Maybe me saying them getting mashed up and butchered is a bit much, but like not them just beating the empire. I'm putting up liked... a little bit less of a fight because it, yeah. it it is you know this is the imperial empire that has taken over the galaxy. Yeah, you think they'd be able to put up a bit more of a against a solid bears. fight against teddy bears yeah, yeah. i would have loved one just to kick one in the face like, <laughs> <bam>. like, <laughs> it, it is like i say it's a bit tonally all over the place with with these sort of things yeah but if we move on in Forget terms of move on from the ewoks let's let's get into the the third act the the real tasty juicy bits this the best stuff right in less negative from me now this, this stuff is good. This is the Star Wars creme de la creme. You yeah. know, it's the, a trap! The, <laughs> <laughs> you've got Admiral Akbar literally chewing up the scenery with those sort of lines. But you've got Vader and Luke's conflict have come to a head. Yes. Yeah, they're at a they're stalemate. Luke's oh. tried to have that meeting with Vader initially. He's given the, the scene that you discussed earlier where he's given himself up. You know, he just look. It is. I imagine. I've re again. I have rewatched this recently in anticipation for this. It's not how I remember it as a kid. I'm just saying, as a kid, all I remember is them just stood in the lift, like, <laughs> like it's not like that. It's definitely not like that. <laughs> but for some reason, my memory is like them just stood, being like, "It's crazy weather we're having today." You seen those Ewoks? Mad. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the time I killed all those younglings. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I'll go out there and do the same. I'll mash them up. Don't you? Know? <laughs> you would not believe <laughs> me with killing small things. Ah, easy, easy. <laughs> Kids, stand Ewoks. back, son. <laughs> Watch how it's done. <laughs> but I mean, in, in in nowadays, rather than the kiddie times where you couldn't remember the dialogue, yeah, no, you know, Luke Luke initially tries Good to reach thing. out to Vader, and mm. I, I think. As we said about Mark Hamill and Luke's performance in this, That's I actually good. feel like James Earl Jones and the physicality of David mm. Prowse comes through here. Because in this initial scene, Luke tries, he very confidently tries to reason with Vader. You know, he, I guess the last confrontation that they had, Luke was very emotional and mm-hmm. angsty and very immature. But now he's sort of presenting to him as far more calm, calculated. Yes. And with vindication or vind- not uh, vindiction, mm-hmm. I'm making up words now to <laughs> bring his father back. He senses there's good with him. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke, uh, Obi Wan, and Yoda have said that, that the only way that you can become a Jedi or fulfill your destiny is to kill and take out your father, mm. and then in doing so, defeat the Emperor. But Just... Luke's coming at him a totally different approach. He's like, no, this is this isn't the way. I need. I can feel the good in mm. him. I can reach to him. And this is the first time that you see the the chink invader's armor. Mm-hmm. You see him lowering his guard, and he, he calls him son. And the 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 very evil Machiavellian, dark armored creature that we've seen through these films beforehand has been sort of disarmed. And he's talking to him, and he says things like "son," and it's it's too late for me. Which mm-hmm. kind of it's very inward. That's it's great. Like, it is it is yeah, too late yeah. for me. Yeah, but it's it's not necessarily too late for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very internal, and you kind of get that sense of softening in Vader, which then leads into his eventual uh, turning back and redemption. Which mm-hmm. I, redemption I feel is a strong term because it doesn't undo the <laughs> heinous well, acts that he's taken yeah, place, yeah, especially in the prequels. I just... Exactly, yeah. But I, I, I feel like it, he he turns one, back to the light and. It, just in the nutshell of this one. I guess yeah. we'll add the broader context a little bit later. But in this one, there is a redemption arc for Vader. There is. Yeah. And I, I feel that this scene in particular stands out as that sort of prelude into what we're going to get further on down the line. I but agree. Whilst, like, what, my memory what, of it is not how it actually is. I, I couldn't sum it up better. It's a lot of like character. It's again a bit expositiony, but it's good exposition. Unlike yeah. the, this is an example of like, this is good exposition. The rest of this stuff that we've had a bit before, this is not great. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is what exposition should be because it's actually pushing 
through the plot and it's yeah. showing like the emotional tension between father son light dark you know and not just the light and dark that is luke and darth vader but the darkness that could be in luke you know yeah. like yeah. it's too late for me don't you go down that path you know yeah. don't you become what and i've it's, become it's very know. deliberate in the sense that he he's completely isolated in his final confrontation mm. you know the whole rest of the third act until the very end He's on his own. It's just him, Vader, and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. three of them for the entirety of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, until the very, very end. And then all the while through this is going on, you've got the the main conflict on the ground with Han, uh, Leia, Chewbacca, C-3PO, yeah. and the, the Ewoks versus yeah, 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 Stormtroopers yeah, taking down the shield. And then we've got <laughs> just one of the of the whole saga, just one of the best yes. space battles, if That's not one of the best sci-fi. Stop talking about that crap. Let's get to this. <laughs> Like this is where I was saying, like everything in the kitchen sink has been thrown in. Like all the special effect tricks have been thrown out for this, um, yeah, this space battle. Like you've got the 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 inner workings of the Death Star with uh, Lando and the Millennium Falcon going through with Wedge in terms of the internals of the spaceship, the Mm -hmm. the dogfight inside. But then you've got the epic proportions of the Death Stars, uh, the Star Destroyers, and the Death Star. Mm-hmm. confronting the the pitiable little rebel band mm-hmm. um and it's it's just so awesome like the, the set piece is just fantastic and there's an initial scene where lando and and the the millennium falcon are sort of flying in and just the shot of the tie fighters coming towards them and mm-hmm. sort of fanning out is just amazing to think that's all miniatures as well it's great you know, they didn't have the glory of cgi where everything was just sort of fake on a green screen or just mm-hmm. on a computer screen this has all been cultivated created and just expert this, this is people at the the height of their craft you know yeah. making these amazing set pieces yeah and i think amazing. this one's the culmination of all that it t- totally i mean it looks fantastic like you know for the issues that we've had before this space battle really makes up even for the stuff the issues that are happening coinciding with the bloody ewoks this space <laughs> battle makes up for the for that crap on the ground yeah like it it's it's so epic in proportion like you know it yeah it i can't really add much to it it is like again i think it's some of the blueprints that you see for future sci-fi space battles yeah. and i yeah, actually yeah, yeah. think there's not many that have really replicated that no. like i'm trying to think and i'm like i can't really think of anything that's quite like that because yeah. even the other star wars films i don't think have got near that sort of epicness i think you know no. revenge of the sith kind of misses the point you know with the this is where the fun begins <laughs> like i just uh, I, but of the saga that's probably the closest it's the it. closest to it i agree That's, that could sort of match that scale because you've got a new hope which is very much just plucky little group of x-wings versus the might of yeah. the death star that's, yeah that's a bit more like M- empire strikes back you've got the, the the pretty epic scene on hoth with the uh 8080s i mean that's the, amazing the ground troops that's but so that, that's very ground or that's a ground or yeah we're talking space battles get out, space... Here, <laughs> get out of here get out of here hoth. you're definitely but... better than the ewoks but get out of here <laughs> Wish the Ewoks but, was under one of the AT-ATs feet. Um, <laughs> well, they get under a few ATSTs. Yeah, you get the uh, <laughs> the the just the the magnitude of what's going on with the the space yeah. battles and this the Star Destroyers, the, particularly the big Executor one. Yeah, um, yeah, 
when it, it, it blo- when they like crash as well yeah and, and it it's just crashes like, down into the the death star it's so just such good. an amazing scene i'm trying to think of anything like that in cinema for space sci-fi battles very few sort of get hit close to the mark and very few can come to my memory I really can't, I, I can't think of anything that's like, really I trumped that star trek has tried to do something like that but i really can't think of anything in star trek <laughs> Like, no, no, nothing really. Uh, in Star, no, no, Trek not that I always been... Star Trek, I like Star Trek, but it's not that, yeah. is it? It's more philosophical and like, yeah, well, know. yeah. And Star Star Trek has always been kind of ship to ship, yes, yes, rather than yeah. like, huge armadas and armadas, like, yeah, because yeah. these these are fleets of yeah. ships attacking each other. While Star yeah. Trek's been, you get a few sort of larger set pieces, but more yeah. often than not, it's it's trying to be strategic and strategy or not strategy but sort of technical aspects of yeah, how to yeah. a singular adversary yes and i do think star not i'm not saying that star wars isn't philosophical in places but like star trek is far more like i don't want to say like oh it's highbrow because it's not what i'm saying is it's like it i think it's more the dialogue that it tries to focus on rather than the huge action sequences but i yeah. think that may be budgetary constraints anyway with star trek it's not known for having huge budgets and things like that but yeah other big franchises i really can't think of these huge giant space battle set like pieces that also have these like huge explosions and crashes and like yeah i just i can't think of anything really that compares um it's yeah it's outstanding really it is really and it it is the star wars we are seeing yeah what the the culmination of what that is you know and it's what it's all about yeah and it's a shame because the sequels which are pretty bad um just really don't capture that they really really don't even come close to how awesome and even though the prequels are also not great but not as bad um at least revenge of the sith gets close but yeah this is still great this is still yeah. just trumps them all and i think you know, sort of moving on from that, you've got what personally is my favorite and kind of leads into our favorite parts in the yeah. next bit is the Vader, Palpatine, so and good. Luke confrontation. So like for me, good. this this is sort of what you're waiting for. This yeah. is, you know, Ian McDermott oh. as Emperor Palpatine is just, uh, he's never been as good as he was in this one i mean he's always fantastic he always chooses up the scenery oh yeah even even in rise of skywalker he's a highlight i don't think he should have been there no. but when he is there he's great when he's in his little throne for his little body yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but th- th- this is this is peak palpatine yeah and he loves it and he's i love the, watching the it time well. of his life yeah yeah he's so and it's the one thing about the the prequels that i think is actually like great is him just like I can't put it better than like Red Letter Media did in their like reviews of the prequels. He's just so good as Emperor. Yeah. If there's somebody yeah. who's like made, like born to play a role, they that's your man. Yeah. Just he loves it. He yeah. just loves it. Yeah. yeah, so good, so good. And I think the the emotional struggle of Luke. You know, he's yes. he's he's pushed to his ebb with mm-hmm. Palpatine sort of goading him throughout his whole conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, he's tried to reach Vader. He's confident that his his father's not going to take him out and mm-hmm. bring him to the Emperor. You know, he, he doesn't have that fulfilled. So he's on an uneven footing. He's in the belly of the beast, quite figuratively and literally, inside mm-hmm. the big Death Star. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, his planning is not great. He's very... <laughs> 
He's not the best at planning. He's not the no, best. but I, I think this this sort of culminates his arc because he is he's more mature, he's more forthright, he's becoming the hero. But he's it, it's it's the character growth that, that he's still very much inherently that farm boy with the 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 mm. hope of adventure. You know, he's gone here in the Death Star purely on faith and hope that his his father's going to come back round and be redeemed. Mm. That that's that's his only goal here. He's not he's not initially trying to take him out mm-hmm. um, or or defeat the Emperor in any other way than trying to redeem his father. His whole mission here is to try and get through to his father and redeem him because ultimately as he says to the palpatine himself you know soon we're going to be dead mm-hmm. i mean he kind of gives the game away that they're yeah, trying yeah. to blow up the death star yeah but i think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that his main through line here is to try and redeem vader mm-hmm. and you know palpatine's goading him he, he he sort of tells him yeah i was i was aware i i was the bothans no one died yeah. I, just, I just gave the information away. <laughs> I'm the boffin. That's the twist. <laughs> I'm the boffin now. Yeah, I'm the boffin now. And he's like, no, you know, with this Death Star, it's not in a, it's fully operational. Surprise! Start, <laughs> surprise, MF. I'm going to start blowing ships up out of the sky. Yes. You're, you know, I've sent a legion of my best troops down to the planet moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're doomed. And all you can do is take me out. And that's exactly what I want you to do. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you give in to that rage, you're mine. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, in the dark yeah. side and you're mine. So it's this fortitude that Luke Skywalker tries to, you know, he's trying to fight against it. He's trying to fight against it. And he there's that moment where the goading, he gives in and mm. he, he picks up his lightsaber and he goes for the kill. Such a great shot where the two lightsabers clashing and the emperor's just grinning away and he's cackling away yeah Yeah, because it's everything he wanted you know he's got what his plan was great cinematography there great shot um i think this scene has some of the best cinematography in it yes um like when luke is underneath the the stairs hiding away just under the And um, don't look at me. Don't look at me, Dad. I'm under the stairs. Like, you and... cannot hide forever, Luke. Well, it's not a very big space, so I'll, yeah, I'll find I... you eventually. I'll eventually find you. If anything, I, I think that's you under the stairs. <laughs> In fact, I'm surprised I haven't found you already. Yeah, There's I really need a few to... square feet around here. I need to clean these these glasses. Helmet's <laughs> <laughs> really dirty. Um, he's like stood, and you have the shadow over one side of his face, yeah. and the light on the other. It's just really nice cinematography tricks like that that you know, portray the tension within um, uh, Luke without just, like, saying it, uh, which is something I think the other films just, you know, and and it's it's that stuff that makes me go, was that intentional or was that just lucky? Because the films afterwards, (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, you've lost your subtlety here, like with Anakin... Well the, well, the Jedi are evil to me. Like it's it's just bad dialogue. Whereas in this, it's just subtle stuff like that that I'm like. It's Which the show don't tell, isn't it? You know, he's literally yeah. cast in opposing bright light and oh, dark so good. shadow. It's, it's really good. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's it's purely a metaphor for the internal struggle he's going through because he's mm-hmm. he's trying not to give in whilst putting all his effort into try and reach out to his father. Yes, and it it's only in that scene where Vader finally pushes him with the threat to Leia. It's mm. like, well, you know, you might be a lost cause, but now we know there's your sister out there. We're going to push that. And Did then he Luke... always know he was his sister? 
I I think this is a point of contention where did you kind of have to review the dialogue at least in Revenge of the Sith, and I know that's your favorite thing to do. Yeah, because yeah. I have way too much time. <laughs> I have but nothing me, going on in my life, guys. But so me like... being the nerd that I am, I kind of recalled most, if not all, the dialogue. Now, Padme never stipulates what she's pregnant with, just that she's pregnant. So there's I've never... Children, I, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. just had a very large space Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm so excited. No, I just really need to poop. That's <laughs> what, I, what I call pooping. <laughs> and I'm going to lose the will to live whilst doing it. But she, so she never actually stip, like, stipulates or says that, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that she's pregnant with twins. And I yeah. feel like that's very deliberate because then the idea is that also Leia, her name was Leia Organa. Yes. You know, so she yeah, was adopted yeah, by Bail Organa and Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they spent more effort in concealing her identity than Luke, who was literally given the same surname. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, Skywalker? Well, that's a very rare name. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a coinkydink. <laughs> so I, I don't think it was ever revealed to Vader, and I guess initially until Luke sprung about he didn't even know he had a kid that survived um mm. so i think not initially just on dialogue basis but i guess you could say that well it's in space you know surely that have the technology to just say oh she's pregnant with twins but yeah, let's, but let's not I do that deep dive in in because if you start pulling at threads i'm sure you could unravel a whole bunch of stuff but that maybe yeah, that's kind of the point isn't it no no not for star wars as a, a space wizard did it Oh, you're one of them. You've got, you know what? Credit to you. You've lasted an hour without just going, the force, Ian. The force is the answer. <laughs> and for this one, you've pulled out, it's the force. I'm joking. I, I No, I, I, I agree. But I mean, it, it is. It doesn't ruin the scene. I'm just going to say it doesn't. The scene is not ruined by it. It's more the continuity of the entire saga that's yeah. affected by it. It's The scene's still great. And it makes sense. Luke's rage. Uh, you know him releasing it all smashing like his you know Darth Vader his hand comes off you know him realizing you know I am becoming what my father has become yeah and then just one of the best lines in all of cinema I am a Jedi like my father before me I'm like yes every time I'm like that is badass so like it's it's a great scene but the I guess that continuity issue does affect the entire saga a lot more so than I think her being like, I remember my mother. She was sad. Like, I think that like is again, a bit of a weird continuity thing, but like, you know, I I can kind of forgive that. Maybe Leia's like got false memories. It happens. People have false memories. It's, you know, it happens all the time, but this him not knowing it's his daughter, but then knowing it's his daughter and being like, I'm just going to, you know, she's there. Well, I, I feel it's it's more along the lines of, and it, this is not me trying to explain it away, but I, I in a way force, it is. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I feel it's, it's more along the lines of, you know, if you're not presented with the facts straight up, uh-huh. you're not going to necessarily know about it. You know, uh-huh. so if you don't necessarily know you have twins uh-huh. and you think, well, oh, she's pregnant and she died, therefore I don't know I have kids at all, up until the point you've got the one with your surname that is literally put right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be and like, yeah, he becomes the public figure, uh-huh. you know, because Palpatine knew who he was. He was he was the infamous Skywalker that blew up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. But Leia Organa, she's always been in the public eye. Mm-hmm. 
as being Bail Organa's uh, daughter. So, and again, he's so rage focused. He's not really thinking about the wider scope of who might be related mm-hmm. to him. Because mm-hmm. if you also put into context, he never goes to sort of fin- finish off the job with um, Uncle Owen. Because retroactively, they find out that he's his brother and or stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, you know, he never goes back to Tatooine. Mm. So it's it's kind of the perfect place to hide Luke. But Leia, you know, she, obviously Bale takes her on. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think you could kind of excuse it by the point that he didn't know because it, it was never obvious enough. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess if you went the Force route, you could say, oh, well, maybe he should have f- sensed her. But it, if Leia also had no clue, mm. and she hadn't at that point shown any uh, force sensitivity, then again, mm. there's nothing really to connect to whilst Luke was right there in front of him. And it's only in that moment where Luke's thinking about her, and really it's Obi-Wan's fault, because <laughs> which is kind of what Darth Vader says. Is so, this is jumping through some hoops here, man. I'm like, I'm kind of a bit <laughs> lost. I, I kind of was like... And he's going to the and the. Do you know the person, the meme of the person like with lots of maths going around their head, and they're, they're just sat there. Going, That's <laughs> the hangover. Me. Yeah, I'm like this. All this all makes sense in the Star Wars mind, but you're <laughs> you're you're blind. I'm like what? I so okay. Anyway, it's a continuity issue. It's fine. I don't. It affects the trilogy or the saga, all of it, but it doesn't affect this scene. I don't think it affects this scene that much. It's just me being like pernickety. Well, not panicky. I do. Well, no, I think it's a big thing, but like it is more to do the saga. If we were doing an episode on like the Star Wars saga, which would include the prequels, the the original and the sequels, I think we'd have more issues than just this continuity issue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think this would become, uh, who cares? It's fine. (laughs) With the other problems that those films have, I think we'd be like, ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Force did it. It's fine. Forget that. Well, I'd say I'm I'm in the reverse catalogue of you. I would say that the Leia remembering her mother scene is more continuity issue than Vader then in that moment realizing okay. that she's I mean they're both not daughter. great they're both not great I think <laughs> that that scene is that scene with Leia and Luke is not a great scene I don't think it's very good but I kind of always knew we were siblings and I really enjoyed getting off with you and you're like Ooh, <laughs> oh god hey, space man rules turn it off me. turn it off <laughs> who sets the rules in space man I mean we should <laughs> <laughs> we should put the ground rules now yeah it's should. wrong it's, it's wrong. Real wrong anyway but man, let's go either back way that that promotes him to have that final last bout of rage and as you say he, oh. he comes to the realization in that moment that yes the dark side is stronger in the sense of it can f- help you physically overcome your adversary and take mm. down vader but also follow that path and corrupt yourself completely mm. and he notices and it kind of harkens back to the Empire Strikes Back, where he has that vision of seeing his face in Darth Vader's mask. Yeah, he looks down at his robot hand, which was weird and trippy. Yeah, exactly. And he sees his robot hand, and then sees the the hand he's just cut off Vader with the circuitry and things. Mm. And it's very reminiscent of that scene where he's like, "Yes, I am in this moment becoming." Yeah, actually, I've never really father. thought about that until you just said that. Because yeah, I've always thought that scene in Empire was like kind of trippy. Although I do like the idea that it's bigger Luke. I like that. The bigger for it, we won't get into bigger Luke now, but if anybody want me and Toby know, but if you if you want to know about bigger Luke, just look it up. I think the Weekly Planet do a whole video on bigger Luke. So go and watch Bigger Luke and how Luke Skywalker kills Bigger Luke 
in this scene. So, <laughs> but I actually, now that you've said that, that's actually really, that's kind of made that scene in Empire even better. Yeah. Because I've always thought that was a weird, trippy scene. I mean, I get what they're trying to say there that, you know, you can become that monster. But now that you've said, oh, yeah, no, it, it parallels that scene where that happens, that makes this scene even better. Yeah. And that seemed better. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, you for are. bringing that into my life. Well, I, I feel it, it, it like it, like I said, it kind of brings that moment to a close. And mm. it, it it kind of allows him to, and I guess us as the viewers, retroactively or however in the moment, you kind of get a close to that narrative. It's, oh, that's what that message was trying to yeah. tell me. A bigger that bigger Luke I, dead. <laughs> that, I, that I will become bigger Luke. <laughs> Um, I will become my father, but it, the wrong version of my father. Yes, and yeah. in in that moment, he comes to that realization. No, that's that's not the way to do this. Mm-hmm. We can't. The only way to beat our adversary in this point is to give ourselves over and take a non-combative route. So, like you say, he throws down his weapon and he says, "No, I'm I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to kill my dad. I'm not going to kill you. You've lost." Yeah, what you wanted right now, you've lost. Mm. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Oh, that's such a great that's point. that's the return of the Jedi. That's oh. you know the antithesis of what the Jedi are supposed to be. Great, because and it's in direct conflict to what Yoda and Obi Wan were trying yes. to tell him. It's like you have to fight, you have to kill your father. Yes, yes, it's like such a great line, and it's like and he's paved his own way. All of the great stuff in this film, which obviously I've criticized a lot the the stuff that's just kind of like meh but the really good stuff is luke like we see luke at the beginning gamora the guard he's choking him that's a sif thing to do he's like he is there's a tension between is he a jedi is he going to fall to the dark side it's done really well that conversation and then in that moment and even the uh, yoda being like yeah you're gonna have to like kill him mate don't know what to tell you i'm disappearing into the force (laughs) bye like like it doesn't feel like what a Jedi would want. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like even like from Yoda, if I was Luke before he faded away, I would have been like, that's kind of messed up, man. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, I'm not going to lie. That doesn't sound like a Jedi thing to do. Yoda's, Yoda's like, don't know what to tell you. Anyway, yeah, Obi Wan was saying in the, in the movie before this, that they were peaceful protectors of, uh, yeah. you know, of, of justice around the galaxy. And you're, you're telling me to mess up my dad. That's wrong, man. Yoda's that's like, wrong. I'm already faded away. <laughs> Bye. Don't think about it. Just kill your dad. Just kill your dad. But that moment where he throws down the lightsaber is like he's conquered that dark side of him, you know. Yeah. And that's why, kids, the sequel trilogy do a massive turd on this character. That's <laughs> we'll, why. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the lasting <laughs> legacy of this. But, <laughs> but that then that then leads into vader having this revelation yes and you know this this moment just sort of spearheads the the tail end of this conflict you know palpatine shows his mm-hmm. his his final last draw he's like you know sure fine have it your way jedi I got lightning hands i'm gonna be shooting the lightning out my fingertips and be killing you slowly <laughs> and th- the scene with vader you know he's 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 slowly shuffled up behind Palpatine, just watching him electrocute his son. Probably a little bit too long. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like no, you did yeah. cut off my hand. I yeah, was, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait just a, a, a touch. But just a touch. you've got that. You 
no dialogue, and I'm not talking about special edition. That edition of no was just awful. But <laughs> the original, where you've just got just this amazing score from John Williams, yeah, which I don't, I haven't said enough about. But the, yeah, the Return of the Jedi soundtrack uh, is yeah. just phenomenal. Like it's all of John Williams' work is amazing. But just that know, the sorry, score, sorry. the the build up of like Luke screaming, but just the you don't need any words to no. see and read what Vader's thinking. And it's just the panning looks between Luke and Emperor Palpatine. Yes. And then, you know, he's made the decision. I'm saving my son. And that's the moment Anakin is saved. I wouldn't say redeemed. No. He's saved. Luke saves him in that moment. So he much shows him emotion. what the true Jedi is about. So much emotion on a mask. Like, exactly, yeah. It's g- genuinely, I'm not just saying that as to be like, oh, Ian's being a classic facetious Ian again. There is so much emotion shown by the score behind with the mask just turning back and forth, seeing what's happening, and the music swirling, and you can tell what he's thinking because yeah. of the musical score. So yeah. yeah, John Williams, outstanding. You made you made Darth Vader's mask have emotion by yeah. having such a beautiful score. But even David Prowse's physicality to the oh, role. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's uh, mask work is a is a hard thing to say <laughs> and take it seriously. But I guess it's a it's a physicality performance that mm. you know before it was always about showing how big and imposing Vader was. But there's so many scenes in this, particularly with him and Luke, which is predominantly the majority of the scenes that he has mm-hmm. in this where he's slowly shrinking and becoming more vulnerable in his mm-hmm. movements and just yeah, everything seems more human. You can tell by his physicality that he's coming round to Luke. Yeah. And I, I think, like you say, this is sort of the the precipice of that where you see that and mm-hmm. everything around it is just so impactful. And then he, 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 he three pointers Emperor Palpatine down into the <laughs> reactor shaft. Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, I think I'm mixing up my sports there, but the uh, yeah. Pal- so Palpatine goes for his long drop, and uh, all the all the while Lando and crew are flying through the Death Star, make the last shot, boom. Yeah, and and we're out. Like Luke's gets out on the shuttle Tidarian after a really sort of sentimental scene with Vader. Great, kind of. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say it. It, it kind of. Leads a little bit in the difficulty about how Leia doesn't have her reconciliation with Vader. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the scene where he says, "Tell your sister you were right." <laughs> Tell your sister. Sorry, I tortured her. My, yeah. that was my mistake, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I was good at I was good in the long run. Yeah. He tortured me, so not that good. Yeah, not yeah. great. Um, so it's it's a bit of a yeah, it's a very it's sentimental scene. It's poignant it. for yeah, and it's yeah. poignant for Luke and Vader. But it, it yeah, the the Leia of yes. it all is a little yeah. bit more awkward but i what i like about that scene again it's just background stuff the empire is completely falling apart yeah. and you know luke's carrying you know darth vader people know who darth vader is in the empire you know like yeah. i know there's like layers to this and as eddie uh, uh izard has multiple times uh done on his stand up with the canteen you know maybe some people yeah. <laughs> don't know who darth vader is but uh i feel like a lot of people would and um, what I like is they're running around, just chaotic. Nobody cares. Literally nobody cares that Darth Vader is being carried along because once it's all crumbling, you know, everybody cares for themselves just to get out. Yeah. And like, they, it's, it's, it's just chaos behind yeah. them. 
and that I liked that a lot. Just the, I think that was intentionally done. That it's like otherwise you wouldn't have had any extras there, yeah. and they it it adds a lot to that scene just to have them being like. We got to get the hell out of here. Like, I don't care about our leaders. I do not care. We just need yeah. to get the hell out of this place. So I like that. And yeah, again, great emotional payoff for Luke and Darth Vader, which has been predominantly the pushing factor of the films. Uh, but it does feel a bit harsh on Leia a bit, you know. Yeah. I don't know how you would reconcile <laughs> that, but like. No, well, I think that that in itself is something you obviously wouldn't get. And now we never will. No. Is you, you kind of need to do you need to but at least have it more addressed now that they've had books where mm-hmm. they had quite an interesting book actually before the prequels mm-hmm. and i'm not going to go too deep dive into it but it's called uh, star wars aftermath and it's mm-hmm. sort of set roughly a few like shortly after the events of the the battle of endor mm-hmm. and the death star blowing up mm-hmm. and the there's the final fight on jakku where sort of it's the last empire big fight and the rebellion sort of taking them out, but then it's the formation of the new Republic and kind of why Leia's not leading this is because while she's the political figure, it becomes a revelation that she's the daughter of Vader Mm. and it sort of deals with more of her reconciliation with her as, or with him as his, her father and her not being able to forgive him. And, kind of owning that side to it like interesting yeah cool that he he turned for luke but that's not yeah that's not the father that i recognize you know for yeah, my father was bail organa and it, I, cool. I, I think that's it's a good it's a cool storyline yeah and it, it's something that i think in in light of it not being addressed in the film it's good that you've got that in book format as an an, an addendum or an addition so mm. you can take it at your own leisure they could have done that in this film with that weird dialogue in the tree where they could have done yeah she could have been like when he's like revelation of like we're brother and sister instead of her hearing her being like i kind of always knew that and that's why i macked off with you um it could have been like i didn't know that but you still need to kill darth vader he's not my father you know like he's not you know even whatever he was is dead now you know, he needs to be killed. You know, that would have been interesting because, like, she has that tension of, like, he's not my father. Bail Organa's my father. Darth Vader is never my father. And, you know, and then that would have been interesting to have Luke have tension with Leia. Instead, it's just weird, you know? (laughs) Well, it's it's where it sort of boils down to what we're saying. It's almost two films. Yeah. I I guess the end of Empire Strikes Back kind of put them in a corner of where Mm -hmm. the story could have taken because you kind of have in terms of getting your heroes back together you had to have them go get han solo yes um to sort of get the crew and the band back together but the sort of the narrative of that took up so much of the film Mm. sort of more of the the heavier story beats had to time to take a back foot on that Mm -hmm. which is where i think that whilst we both agree the third act is definitely the strongest part of the film. It is, yeah. And some of the, the, the best bit of the film. You, you kind of rob yourself of a lot more of the ideas that come sprouted up in that third act, mm-hmm. or at least the second act, that wasn't allowed time to flesh out. Yeah, I agree. Like layers being the... Because that's a very sort of shooed-in retcon. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm the first to admit it, it's it's accepted now, but at the same time, it's still very shoehorned in, mm-hmm. and it it sort of comes out of nowhere. And it it's it, I I think sort of moving into sort of the next topic I want to talk about is mm. I think I was going to talk more about our favorite parts and our least favorite parts, but I think we've kind of touched yeah, on that yeah, as we've gone through. Yeah. So I think if we think about sort of how it's had a lasting effect on the overall saga. Oh, are we, oh we're skipping the end end. Oh, you want to go through the celebration? Well, I yeah, no, I just you, thought... You moving forward with the pet... The, the well, we, 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 it, it literally take a second. I just like Lando <laughs> clapping out of time. That's great. I love that go, bit. Go for it. Well, yeah, so... Yeah, just Lando's clapping out of time. You, know, you, have, you have Vader's funeral, yep. where it's a, a solo event, and then you get the the big Ewok celebration. And this is where I kind of think that the, the, the new edition actually adds a little bit, where you okay, get the okay, other yeah. planets celebrations at the same time, where it's... It, broadens oh, yeah. the scope of the the galactic conflict that now the emperor and the death star is gone you know tatooine celebrating coruscant celebrating even naboo now i guess naboo was included after the prequels but it it broadens the scope of how the the empire had that far-reaching mm. claw mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it allowed everyone to sort of celebrate in tandem and yeah, it, yeah. i i i appreciate that addition that's where I think the that edition was good, rather than some of the other bits like Ewok, Ewok blinking that's just not necessary. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's fine. I, yeah, it's fine. I don't. I I completely get what you're saying there. You know, I don't. For me, I don't think it adds nor detracts anything. For me, it's not bad. Nor do I go. Oh, this is made. It's fine. Like I think the ending to the film's fine. Like it's 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 the conclusion you kind of need after that, don't you? You need that cathartic yeah. sort of celebration. So yeah, no, it's fine. I just like Lando clapping. Just he's like, yeah, yeah, in the back. It's like, <laughs> I, I can't can't say I ever noticed. Oh really? It's it's, it's, oh, it's I know, a I know big clapping, meme. But I never realised it. <laughs> he was out of tune. Yeah, it's a big meme online. It's just him clapping away like he's having a great time. I'll have to look at that. I was it's too great. busy looking at Hayden Christian's inclusion, <laughs> which <laughs> I I get George Lucas' rationale, but I feel that it's a bit of a slap in the face for Sebastian Shaw, who was the yes. OG Anakin. Also, why would he come back as a younger version? Alan McGuinness can't come back as a younger... <laughs> Yoda still looks like a weird, levery thing. Like, why Why can't... What are you talking about? Why? Well, I'm not going to excuse this, but I will explain George Lucas's rationale in that. Oh, now, the man's insane. That's his rationale. Well, th- there, there is that, but there's all... His explanation for it is that at that point, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wizard did it. But it's the idea is that that was the last point that he was truly Anakin. That's where Vader had killed that person that was Anakin. So oh, have that's him... such crap. I know. That, I know. That is such. I had to censor myself then. I was about to just say that. I know what you're about to say. Oh, my Lord. That's... That is not my explanation. That is George oh. Lu- verbatim George Lucas. His explanation was that was the last point that Anakin was truly Anakin. And after Vader killed him, he was not that anymore. So the Sebastian Shaw was the legacy of Vader. So to have him retroactively look like Hayden Christensen was technically the idea that he would look like he was as he was last Anakin. Shut up, George. That's <laughs> Shut up. Like the, the, the man has had many genius ideas, but he's also got a little bit off the rails. 
Yeah. Y- a yes. Little. A, a, little a little. Yeah. A little bit. Prequels. Jesus. We should have a. We should have a, our own episode on the prequels. I don't think I want to be there with you for that. <laughs> I feel like I I'll, I'll probably get upset. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be a friend anymore. Uh, um, I, I, I need uh, Chris to chaperone this. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> just shut up, George. Shut up. That's what I have to say to that. It's stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. That's, I mean, that's everything. So, what were you going to say? I guess the lasting legacy. Well, um, I, I think. It, I kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were. I kind of, okay. I, I think I get the gist of, and what you think that the return, <laughs> I get the gist. So shut up, I think, I the, <laughs> What Return of the Jedi would have had in, in terms of an influence on, I guess, the prequels and then mm. moving forward into the sequels, because I guess it's probably more important about the sequels than it is with the prequels. I think Return of the Jedi. I stand by my C plus. Talking through this, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's a broadly good film. Um. But it's closer broadly fine. Um, because, you know, it. I, I have a good time with this. It's legacy, though, I think is kind of like the bad stuff that I don't yes. like with this film. Yes. Becomes the norm in yes. Star Wars. And like the Ewok stuff, the childish nature of it, the tone issues, they kind of like lose all of the nuance that the good stuff has. Yeah. Um and it's kind of like George Lucas it's weird I was talking about this today with a colleague at university who loves sci-fi. Um it's kind of like George Lucas when he made these three and you probably know more about this than than I do but it feels like George Lucas has a like probably has more people being like no in the original trilogy. Whereas I feel like with the prequels... What, sort of sh- shutting down the more wacky not, ideas? Not shutting down, but at least, like, working with him. Like, I've, I've read yeah. somewhere that he wanted Han Solo to be, like, an alien thing. And somebody was like, that's not the best idea. Like, we should do something else. And then by working with people, he was able to create this these free films. Whereas yeah. when you look at the behind the scenes of the prequels, people are just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. And I feel well, like... He was, he was given sort of unfiltered free yes. reign. Whereas I yeah. feel Return, we're getting close to that, but yeah. it's still got some filter there that it's like, nah, we got with this, we got a... Some of this... And I'm not saying George Lucas didn't come up with like the battle between Darth Vader and Luke. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying somebody else was like, you should do this and all of the stupid stuff was him. I'm saying like they probably were both him, but there was less people being like the Ewoks are a bit dumb, George. We shouldn't do that. And more people being like, yeah, that's great. Which is what you see in the prequels that yeah. people are just like, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Well, I think another thing with the the, the prequels before we go to the sequels is mm-hmm. that because it, it, it's interesting you had that because I have exactly the same take. Yes. I think in terms of the lasting legacy of Star Wars, the the prequels are a i think one of the issues with him is that he's great story crafter i think he's he's got a phenomenal world building yep. mind yep i i think where he falls short as a creator is the dialogue and his direction in certain scenes yes um i i think particularly i think there's a quote from han solo where it says george you can write this stuff but you can't say it yeah. And I think that that's a testament to the prequels because I, 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 there is a lot of dialogue that 
just needed someone to filter it for him and make it a little bit more yeah. Yeah. readable because think- you've got yeah. a whole host of really good actors mm-hmm. to play these characters and even the best actors because I don't want to put it all on Hayden Christensen because I, I think he did the best he could with what he had. Yeah, but I feel e- bad even like heavier hitting actors like mm. Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman, yep. they had some stinker of delivery and, as well. And Liam Neeson as well. And Liam Neeson, yeah, you know, they had some stinkers of lines to mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where George Lucas is is slightly weaker, mm-hmm. uh, where it's it's the the script and sometimes the direction because A New Hope was a, a string of luck. Mm-hmm. But even that has some hokey dialogue that's not aged as well. But Empire Strikes Back, it's it's where everything sort of matured. It's got his story, but the dialogue and the direction is helmed by other creatives, which is where you say, you know, he's he's got more people creatively working with him. Yes. Whilst the prequels, it's him sort of unbound. Yeah. And then the sequels. Well. It, well, the, uh, it's, it's very well. much what you said, where... The sequel, it's all the worst parts. It's it's all <laughs> it's all the worst parts of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it it seems to have watched Return of the Jedi almost only, mm-hmm. and it's taken all the the negative parts that we could, we've discussed about Return of the Jedi. Mm. You know the retcons, the rehashing and revisiting old planets the, and things like the that. Dumb like plans. Exactly. Like, like th- these are the things that seem to be picked up on and brought forward into the sequels, which yeah, they're the weaker aspects of this film. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the worst of the previous one. Like, yeah, legitimately exactly. the worst aspects. Like, I'll give George Lucas his credit where credit's due in terms of like the prequels, which, you know, Lord knows before the sequels came out, I would have been like the sequels, uh, the prequels are some of the worst things ever made. Um, I think now having the sequels they are some of the worst things ever made. Whereas like the prequels, I think he wanted, he, he has this like grand vision of a space opera and it just went too far. It just went too far. And it just like all the space Senate crap and all of that, just like nobody's interested in that, George, like nobody cares. Like you've, you've made it boring Whereas, like, but at least there was some elements. Like, as we said, Revenge of the Sith, I don't like the dialogue. The This is where the fun begins. <laughs> but the actual, like, cinematography, the, the special effects of that space battle is as close as we get, you know, to what we have in Return of Jedi. But yeah. the sequels are just cold, lifeless crap that just go... Oh, there's this cute thing that like people will buy, like the Ewoks. Let's get those weird duck things in there. They're gonna need to be sold. Like the porgs. Why do you know that? Like why? Why, why do you see those films? I know it just because it's Star Wars. I can't help myself. <laughs> like, it stays there forever. It's like glue. It's Star Wars knowledge glue. And it's like the stupid crap with Ray and the blade and it's syncing up to where the Death Stars crashed. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> what is this? Why is there that much of an explosion? If you see Return of the Jedi and you see that Death Star explode, yeah. there's no, no big enough chunk, particularly yeah. not the bloody Emperor Palpatine's throne room so to be as salvageably intact as it is so in stupid. Rise of the Skywalker. But that's, it's kind of like the Jabba Palace like me talking about that doesn't really make any sense 
but yeah. dialed even worse. Because at least Jabba's yeah. Palace, there's a defense, as you say, it could have been ad hocly put together. I still think that's a bit loose, but fine. It's really not that much of a, I'm going to dislike this film because of that. I still have fun. But the, it's like they took all of that stuff and went, this is the stuff they liked, right? And it's like, no. No one yeah. liked any of this crap. Like no one liked this. It took the message, but it just it it picked up the wrong. And they ruin Luke. They ruin yeah. Luke. Yeah, they well, ruin w- Luke. When you take the the m- monumental scenes that we discussed oh. regarding Luke Skywalker, and then just to totally take the polarizing opposite direction. Yeah, it, like why would he do that? Why would he go? It's terrible. My yeah. nephew has one little doubt of the dark side. I'm going to try and murder. He him. has a bad dream. Yeah, whereas his dad <laughs> killed younglings. Yeah, he was going to kill the Ewoks. We just said he was. Like he was going to do got, that. Yeah, exactly. But no, I've I've still got faith that he could be redeemed. But my my nephew, the son of both my sister and my best friend. Yeah. I don't have enough faith in. And also, in dude, you may have taken I... some mushrooms or something. You may have just had a weird dream. Just yeah. forget about it. Like, forget, like, oh, okay, fair enough. Sleep, like, sleep on it. Don't just stand <laughs> instinctively over act on your lightsaber. Yeah. Also, hovering over him. Also, not to be that guy, but if you are going to kill him, just kill him. Yeah. Don't stand over him like that. Like, just, yeah. just also, why are you it. why are you watching him sleep? Yeah, there's so many weird. Like, like oh, they just ruined. I'd be Luke. very uncomfortable if my uncle just like walked into my. That, I mean, that's the start of a very dark story <laughs> oh right there. God. You know, my uncle walks into my room and just watches me sleep for a few minutes, <laughs> Jesus and then retroactively thinks, "Well, no. he's having a. He, he looks like he's having a bad dream. Yeah, I, I better kill him. I better kill him. <laughs> you know, yeah. who thought that? That yeah, yeah." yeah. It's I, so I, didn't, I didn't want to go into a sequel bash, but it, no. was, it was more along the lines. I wanted to see if we were on the same. We line are on the same. We are they exactly picked the same. up the wrong but messages from this movie. In terms of the legacy of this film, one of the great things about this film is that scene where he is. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. That is a that is the perfect redemption. And they went, nah, yeah. nah. Let's just make him into a milk drinking weird dude. Like let's and then just do somehow that. Palpatine returns. Ultimately, just completely negating Vader's revealed, last sacrifice. Revealed on Fortnite. Yeah. That's where we're at, guys. That's where Star Wars at. And I, I remember playing that and being like, wow, this is it. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is this where is, it all leads this, up to. This is where it ends. Somehow Palpatine. And they, 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 they don't explain it in Fortnite. It's no. just... They don't explain it in Star Wars. They don't no. play it. Well, they, they throw the line in, somehow Palpatine returns, and that's enough. Yeah. Right. Done. Well, thank you very much for this. Before we part ways. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah I have a little it. I have a little thing that in my scrolling on Star Wars like pages as we've been talking to yes. help me guide my way through this film. Um yes. I found you know you said May the 4th be with you at the May the 4th be with you, yeah. And you said Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th, you know. I have this is great. You're going to love this listeners. This is for you. <laughs> if you're giving me more days. I have May the 4th be with you. There's always a bigger 5th. <laughs> revenge of the sixth okay i am the seventh okay okay I, I find your lack of the eighth disturbing nice a ninth addition to my collection <laughs> it's treason it's treason 10 oh god and then the best one this is the may this is the May. So it just, this is the May just covers the entirety. It could, of that, yeah, covers that, the that's whole fine. So, this <laughs> May, I mean, I've, I've, I've adopted May as the Star Wars month anyway. Yeah. So, well, it's been, it's been a good month. This and is I, the May. This is the May. And with that, thank you very much, Ian. It's been a blast. It's a we may have some, 
major conflicting <laughs> I'm never talking to you ever again <laughs> but conflict is the spice of life so yeah, thank you you've very ruined much, my favourite film and... <laughs> no uh, Empire Strikes Back Empire yeah no Empire I'll never talk to you about that one though. no I love Empire like that's oh, one perfect, of my favourite films like it's that I very little wrong with that and in fact the only thing I found weird was the weird face cut off scene but I either like it connecting to this one or bigger Luke so it's all <laughs> so it's all good fabulous well thank you very much ian and thank you very much listeners and as i said if uh, you liked what you heard today listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast and soundcloud and for that thank you very much and bye-bye bye-bye <laughs> <laughs>